This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Last Sunday morning, we began our series of messages on this 23rd Psalm, which is a favorite of so many people. There seems to be an immediate response of identity with this passage from God's Word, a response which brings a blessing to the hearts of those who have found or who are finding a real desire within to be led of the Good Shepherd. Many years ago, I was preaching on this 23rd Psalm. I later received a call from an elderly lady who had heard our service on the radio that morning. She was calling not only to request a copy of the sermon, the words, but she was also calling to share with me how much this psalm meant to her personally. She said that there were times when she felt lonely and alone, but when she went to this psalm, she found comfort and peace and a special sense of God's nearness to her. That lady concluded her conversation with me by saying, Preacher, I wouldn't even want to continue living if I did not have the 23rd Psalm with me every day. Yes, this shepherd Psalm does give us that inward assurance that the Lord is our shepherd. And so we can find strength and courage to carry on in spite of what might seem to be overwhelming odds at the time. So this morning, let's continue as we look together at some remaining phrases in this beautiful Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Many years ago, there appeared in a national magazine an article entitled The Basque Sheepherder and the 23rd Psalm. Dr. Charles Allen, a Methodist minister a number of years ago, used some of those thoughts from that article as a basis for one of his sermons, And so I'm also sharing with you today some of their thoughts. The Basque, and that's that's spelled B-A-S-Q-U-E, the Basque sheep herder, says that there is an actual valley of the shadow of death in what we call the Holy Land. And every sheep herder from Spain to Dalmatia knows about that. It is south of the Jericho Road leading from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea. It's a very narrow passageway through a mountain range. Grazing conditions make it necessary for the sheep to be moved through this valley for seasonal feedings every year. The valley is four and a half miles long. Its side walls are over 1,500 feet high in places, and it's only 10 or 12 feet wide at the bottom. Travel through this valley is very dangerous because its floors have gullies seven or eight feet deep. Many wild dogs lurk in the shadows of the valley, looking for a sheep that may have strayed away. But the shepherd is skilled in helping his sheep to get through this valley, because he knows that there is a danger that one of his sheep may fall to its death at any moment. The older we all grow, the more we are forced to face the reality of the loss of loved ones. 
There are even some smaller children who've had to experience what it's like in this valley. Henry Ward Beecher called this psalm the nightingale of the psalms. This bird, the nightingale, sings the sweetest when the night is the darkest, it is said. You and I have also experienced times when we felt that it was the dark night of our soul. But now we look back on those times as times when we were closer to the Lord than ever before. Yes, even during days of darkness, sorrow, grief, we can remember that the promises of God have not been broken. God has never promised to deliver us from trouble, but he has promised to deliver us in trouble. We sang this morning, what have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. I like so much one word in that phrase, yea, though I walk through the valley. The word is through, not just into, but all the way through death's dark valley. That's God's promise. Another phrase in the psalm is, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The sheep is said to be one of the most helpless animals anywhere. There are times when a sheep may lie down in a small, hollowed out place on the ground, and it may actually require help in getting back up. I'll describe this more in some of the later sermons in this series. Most animals have some inborn means of self-defense, but the sheep is an easy prey to almost any wild beast of the field. A sheep is therefore very uh, afraid and extremely shy. So in order to protect his sheep, the shepherd carries with him a, a very heavy, hard club, wooden club perhaps, which is about two to three feet long. This is, is his defensive weapon. But there are other times when a sheep needs to use, the shepherd needs to use another instrument he carries, and that's his staff. This is that long, slender pole, about eight feet long, which is crooked at the top end. The shepherd uses this for numbers of things, including reaching down and rescuing sheep, which may have fallen into places which are inaccessible for the shepherd physically to go. And therefore, as the sheep go through the valley of the shadow of death, they really have no need to fear any evil. For the rod and the staff of the shepherd are real sources of comfort to them. Another beautiful phrase in the psalm is this, Thou preparest a table before me and the presence of mine enemies. Once again, the Basque sheep herder says that when we understand conditions existing on the sheep ranges in the Holy Land, then David's meaning is altogether clear here. There were numerous poisonous plants which grew along the paths where the sheep must go. And the wise, thoughtful shepherd would go ahead of his flock, digging up these plants, piling them all up together to let them dry out and die for later burning. A little girl once began to misbehave at the table. Her mother, <coughs> her mother told her that unless she straightened up, she'd have to eat at a smaller table in the corner of the kitchen. Well, the little girl continued to misbehave, and so her mother gathered up her plate, silverware, and napkin, and moved the little girl over to the small table away from the other folks. 
as the mother was rearranging the things on the small table for her little daughter. The girl said, Mother, you know this reminds me of a verse in the Bible. When the mother asked the little girl what the verse was, the, the, the little girl said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> God has not promised that this world would be a haven for us. He did not intend that we should find supreme comfort here. No, that's reserved for heaven. We should not pray that God would always lighten our burdens. Rather, we should pray for greater strength to endure whatever may lie in our path. We all know that life itself involves many pitfalls. We are constantly surrounded by enemies that would threaten our very soul. But right in the middle of it all, God feeds us and gives us just what we need to get through it. One of my favorite phrases in this psalm is this, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. As the sheep grazed, sometimes their head would be cut by sharp edges of stones concealed in the grass, or sometimes they may be scratched with briars or thorns. The Basque sheep herder describes it this way, at every sheepfold, there's a big earthen bowl of olive oil and a large jar of water. As the sheep come in for the night, they are led to a gate. The shepherd lays his rod across the top of the gateway, just above the backs of the sheep. As each sheep passes, the shepherd quickly examines it for briars in the ears, snags in the cheek, or weeping in the eyes from dust or scratches. And when such conditions are found, he drops the rod across the sheep's back and makes it step out of line. Then the shepherd dips his hand into a large jar of olive oil and anoints the wound, the cut place. Also, a large cup of water is dipped into a basin and it's brought out not half full, but running over. And the sheep then sometimes will sink its nose down into that cool, clear cup of water, even up to its eyes, and they will drink until fully refreshed. When they do this, of course, the water spills over the side of the cup. It overflows. It's a beautiful picture of total satisfaction. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. It's no wonder then that David concluded this beautiful psalm with these words, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David was not engaged here in wishful thinking. He says, surely, 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 no doubt about it. We don't know exactly how old David might have been when he wrote this psalm, but it is entirely possible that he had lived long enough to see tragedies and disappointments in his own life. But he had also lived long enough to come to know God, a God who knows the needs of his children, a God who never fails to supply those needs. David knew him as a God who could restore life and take away fear in spite of times when dark clouds might be on the horizon, David knew God. As we know our Lord, 1 John 1, 5 says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 
And so as we have looked backward on some of these truths this morning, David could certainly say with certainty as he came toward the end of his life, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I once heard of two shepherds who were each leading their respective flocks of sheep down a road, one on a particular road and the other on a secondary roadway. At one point, these two roads came together at an intersection as each shepherd approached the other at a right angle. A bystander saw what was about to happen and he wondered how in the world could the shepherds do something to avoid the chaos which was surely to come since each shepherd continued in a forward direction crossing through that intersection and going on in a direct course. Certainly the sheep would all be mixed up in that intersection as to which flock they were with. And sure enough, in a moment, as the sheep followed their own shepherds, they were soon all thoroughly blended in what seemed to be mass confusion. But as the bystander watched, he was amazed to see each shepherd go on past that intersection a short distance and then turn and call his own sheep. Instead of the sheep becoming confused as to which shepherd to follow, each sheep continued following its own shepherd. And before long, each shepherd was on his way with his own flock and with no confusion whatsoever. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. A beautiful hymn that we sometimes sing has these words. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Father, we pray that may be the experience of each of us today. Those who are worshiping here at Ocean Lakes and those who are listening by podcast, we pray, Lord, that we might know the reality of our good shepherd who has promised to guide us all the way through whatever may come in our life. Thank you, Lord.